the pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. The heating season is here. Folks, you need to call JKL Engineering today. JKL 401-351-7600. Let JKL Engineering design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier Infinity System. The energy-efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. If you think no gas, hey, guess what? No problem. Let JKL Engineering design and install a high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient. Reduce your oil bill. By as much as 90%, they have the highest rebates of the market, and they also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. JKL is Cary Factory Authorized Dealer, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You know, for over 50 years, JKL's reputation second to none, especially for technical expertise, customer satisfaction. JKL is an approved national grid BPI installer. JKL is also a Navian certified factory dealer called JKL. System replacement, oil to gas, or for a heat pump. Remember, estimates are free. Financing is available. They're licensed in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Call JKL Engineering right now, residential or commercial, at 401-351-7600. JKL, they'll do it right the first time. Now call them. You don't want to get stuck with an inefficient heating system. What if it starts to get really cold? Call JKL right now. Free quote, free estimate. Estimates are free. Financing is available. 401-351-7600. Rhode Island, Massachusetts. It's JKL Engineering. 401-351-7600. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. This portion of the program, hey, it's brought to you by Rhode Island's number one garden center, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Pop in and see them. They have beautiful. This is where we got our tree. We got our Christmas tree. Actually, trees this year. We tried something different. We went with two smaller trees and have them in two different rooms instead of the one large tree. Uh, but they have beautiful balsam, Frasier, fir cut trees. It's Rhode Island's number one garden center. It's worth the ride. PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Look for them on Facebook. And then also their website is prmaterials.com. Dot shop, but they have uh, potted live trees, custom handmade wreaths, 10 inches to 60 inches. They have mistletoe, hanging baskets, roping cut greens. They also have decorative pots, cemetery baskets, Christmas crafts. Gift certificates are available. They're open every day. Uh, and this is Christmas, you know, Christmas headquarters, PR, landscape materials, and garden center. So, folks, it's John DePietro in. It's Wednesday. It's December 16th. And obviously, uh, all eyes are on this big uh, snow snowstorm that's headed our way. I, I just want to remind people, you know, the timing of this, um, as far as keeping people off the roads, and, and you want to stay off the road if you can. Think about this. It's 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 set to hit um, a winter alert, w- winter storm warning, heavy snow on the way. But think about this. It's going to start, like, later tonight and go into the night. <laughs> and then, and then uh, tomorrow morning, it should be gone. So... If everyone could just, this is another example to me. If everyone could just stay off the roads, say, now with the pause, you're supposed to be home at, what, 8, 10 o'clock? So if people just, like, don't go out and then go home, if everyone is off the roads, it sounds like from 12 to 12, meaning 12 midnight to 12 noon on Thursday, um, that that it's going to be fine. 
so and I think think people have gotten better about that. But when you're talking about, you know, up up near Worcester, basically twelve to fifteen inches in in the area, uh, obviously, and also the Woonsocket area, Cumberland, that's right around the same thing, twelve to fifteen. And then uh, into the Providence area, more like, well, a foot, which is still a, a tremendous amount of snow. But, folks, it's like everything else. If people would just, at this point, whenever we have the first storm, people seem to be, you know, forgetting, like, how to deal with it. If everyone would just, like, chill out, stay home, and when you're going to get a foot of snow on the ground, and uh, and then just let the crews do their work, and then, uh, and then a lot of people aren't going out anyway because of COVID. So everyone ideally should be in good shape so but you want to listen to the forecast and uh, pay attention and the good news about this now this is so early i mean it's it is early in the season for us to have this type of big snowstorm like this um especially now i feel like again as if the stores the retailers the restaurants as if they couldn't get hit with another challenge but it's going to be a significant storm and then Friday and Saturday are actually going to be pretty cold. Friday's going to be cold down to like 12 degrees. So now next week it starts to warm up and melt a little bit. And then as we go through the week, but the snow's going to be here for a while. And then, uh, so you just, you want to be cautious, but it's, this is not like a maybe, this is definitely a winter storm warning. And in Northern Rhode Island could be as much as a foot of snow. So you just want to be careful of that. And then we'll also um, follow all the, the news that is is going on now. I know that the president is, uh, President Trump is is really going after Mitch McConnell. But Mitch McConnell's going to run the Senate. I, I think Mitch McConnell's been a good ally, strong ally to President Trump. Um, that had been, I think, good relationship. I respect Mitch McConnell a lot. Remember, the most important thing here is to keep the Senate. And so I think it's a little unfair they're going after him because he then just acknowledged and basically welcomed. Joe Biden as the president-elect. Uh, he is the head of the Senate. I know some people are upset about that, but McConnell is going to run the Senate. But two of the headlines that I do uh, notice that I want to touch on, and, and um, one of the things is this, uh, and again, I'm not a sports show, but this player for the Milwaukee Bucks has signed a record contract. He's the, uh, they call him the Freak Greek or the Big Greek. He's um Giannis, he seems like just a tremendous player. This is the beauty of the NBA where they have the salary cap. So it doesn't matter where you play, you can make huge money. So it doesn't matter whether you're in LA, doesn't matter whether you're in New York, or in this case, Milwaukee. But he has signed a five-year, $228 million, including an opt-out after the fourth year, full five-year, Supermax, $228 million contract. I mean, it is just absolutely, think about that. Think about that. Think of everything that's going on. And then something like that, to me, it just makes you step back. Like, how much is he going to get? $228 million over five years. I'm not sure exactly. I could go into detail how much of that is is guaranteed. But that's um, that's one of those things that, I mean, that you, you, you're talking about, $45 million a year to play basketball. The other story that we are going to watch is uh, AOC is at it. And folks, this is, you know, if if it becomes President-elect Biden, I, the party is just going to focus on that. There's going to be a lot of infighting and division 
within the Democrat Party. This is not going to be easy for uh, for anybody, for Biden or anyone. But AOC takes direct aim at Pelosi and Schumer and says, we need new leadership in the Democrat Party. So you think of the two of them are finally looking forward what they feel they're going to have a chance to work. They've, they've gone through four years with President Trump. And now AOC, the leader of the squad, said basically feels that they failed to get a next generation of younger lawmakers and feel they need new leadership. So this is one of those things, folks. They're going to have tremendous infighting. And my advice to the Trump people is just, listen, if it didn't, if it stays the way it is, unless there's some dramatic change, um, like everyone else, I, I, yeah, of course, I think that that the Biden people, there's no way I believe that this was a normal election. But at the same time, unless you come up with something, um, things are going to change. But I want to remind you, now listen, with this snow, if you're in an accident, keep this number handy, West Fountain Auto Body, 272-3340, located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. It's West Fountain Auto Body. So listen, over the next 24 to 48 hours, if someone you know, if they're in an accident, call West Fountain Auto Body, 272-3340. They'll handle everything for you. They're going to work for you or your family or your coworker not the insurance company. They'll repair your vehicle. If you're in an auto accident, especially with the snow and the first storm of the season, there's a lot of accidents. Call West Fountain Auto Body. They'll repair it. 401-272-3340. 401-272-3340 for West Fountain Auto Body. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. Folks, remember, for all your tree service, well, you want to call Yankee Tree. Call them today, 401 401- 439-6028. Yankee Tree Service, yankeetreeservice.com. What can they do? They do it all. Tree trimming. Experts based right in Lincoln. Tree removal since 2006 and also 24-7 emergency service available. Call Yankee Tree Service today. 439-6028. 439-6028. Whether it's tree removal, stump grinding, tree pruning, emergency service bucket truck at service and bobcat service since 2006 they've been performing tree removal service on top of that nothing stumps yankee tree service they provide stump grinding enjoy your landscape without the eyesore as far as pruning well let them get up there oftentimes a tree can be pruned instead of cutting it down at yankee tree service their licensed arbiters help you decide what's best the treatment plan for your tree and maybe it's an emergency service did something come down call them today 439-6028 439-6028 if they have to they get right up there in the bucket yankee tree service since 2006 tree trimming experts give them a call 439-6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com have you been thinking about updating your website Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. 
What's the point of having an appliance if it doesn't work properly or maybe you have problems with it? I'll tell you what you should do. As I like to say, if your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. Easy to remember, Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. I've used Ryan on several occasions, whether it's for your washing machine or maybe your dryer or the refrigerator, or your stove, or oven, or microwave, any appliance. If your appliance is dying, just call Ryan, 401-710-7096. I was having a problem with our our clothes dryer. What would happen? It wouldn't turn on. No way they were going to dry the clothes. I called Ryan's Appliance Repair. He fixed that in about five minutes. Then the oven wouldn't heat up. I called Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. He fixed, the, he fixed the, the oven in about five minutes. Folks, call them. All work is guaranteed for 90 days, parts and labor. Senior citizens discounts are available and Saturday appointments are available. Come on, call Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off the entire store. It's a once-in-a-lifetime sale at 65% off all week long. Open Sundays. Sale includes diamonds, diamond engagement rings, diamond earrings, diamond wedding bands, diamond pendants, and bracelets. All at 65% off. All wedding bands, rope, Figaro, Miami Cuban, and puffed Gucci chains. Along with crosses and diamond crosses at 65% off. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off all week long. One-year interest-free financing. Anthony's Jewelers where Rhode Island gets engaged. While the pandemic rages on, you need to stay healthy. You need to take care of your health. You need to stop it and see Marie. And it's my health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant. Call Marie. I call her the queen of health, 401-305-3585. You've seen the her store. It's right in that old white church. It's my health. Because folks, it's about your health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Shop local. Stop it and see Marie. What do we have? Well, vitamins, herbal remedies, trusted companies, who understand quality, integrity, local products like the incredible Akai Berry. She also has honey, maple syrup. Marie at It's My Health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant, has over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce plus box herbs and teas. The service is the best, plus hemp and CBD products, plus massage therapy, reflexology, Pilates. Folks, stop it and see her. It's my health because it's about your health and staying healthy and children's vitamins. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 401-305-3585. Stop in and see Marie and It's My Health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant. Because remember, it's your health. Stop it and see Marie at It's My Health. We're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Dan, now you have my attention. You had a conversation with uh, American Federation teachers leader, very powerful, influential Randy Weingarten. Um, what? Well, I'm just curious her thoughts on that we're coming also close to the deadline where the education commissioner said she's prepared to do something very dramatic regarding the Providence teachers contract, which they don't have. Well, uh, anything you can tell us about that? Yeah. So I'll tell you the, the, the way, the reason I reached out wasn't just to confirm the New York times story. It was to ask the question of, is this about, 
whenever people nationally criticize the governor, it's always, of course, I mean, when it comes to labor, it's always about the pensions, right? Because that's the most high profile thing she's ever done, um, you know, since she's since she's been elected to office. And so the reason I wanted to reach out was I wanted a little bit of clarity on was this pension? Is this just payback for 10 years ago or nine years ago? Or is this more related to the Providence, you know, the Providence school situation and just sort of her overall, uh, not just the takeover, but the way she's handled the, you know, school reopening, things like that. And that was made very clear to me that it is far more about more recent issues, the Providence takeover, the, 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 yep. the school reopening. It's not that they, they all have long memories. Of course, they, they don't love what she did with pension reform, but it's much more timely to fight a Providence school takeover situation. You know, the thing is, is that the governor knew, I mean, the governor knew a year ago that she was going to have some problems when it, with labor, when it comes, especially the teachers unions, when it comes to this school takeover to her credit uh, and potentially to her demise, she has stood strong, right? She sticks with the commissioner. Um, I know that by the way, the governor's office was not particularly thrilled that the commissioner kind of drew a line in the sand and said, hey, you know, January 1st. But that that timeline is now out there. And uh, yeah. they are, I mean, they, they were in negotiations. They'll be in negotiations again tomorrow. But I talked to people here last week who were involved in those teachers contract negotiations. And they say, look, now we are operating off of a, a January 1st kind of timeline. Not, not because... Uh, you're going to wake up on what's the first Monday, January 3rd or January 4th, and and you're going to see a sudden shift. But if you don't get something even remotely close to done or you don't see some sort of breakthrough on the contract, I think that's where you're going to start to see the state really kind of ramp up its effort to um, potentially take this thing to court or unilaterally make a change. And make no mistake about it, it circles all the way back, as you have pointed out the entire way, all of these, you know, when it comes to teachers, while yes, it's being negotiated locally, the AFT and Randy Weingarten have a close eye on this. And so they do yep. not like the idea of a state threatening to potentially, you know, to, to unilaterally change a contract. They think, you know, to them, that, that is something that happens in Texas, not in Rhode Island. Uh, and they're very nervous about that. And so I think they have reason to be pretty concerned about the governor. What did you make of uh, Mirabeth Calabro's comments when it came out that basically the way I understand it, that really they haven't accomplished anything. Uh, the union, they again, these are they are professional negotiators. There's no one better at this game than they are. But the uh, so far, it's the only ones making money, the lawyers. Yeah. And her, her reaction was... Wow, a million, one million dollars. We could have bought a lot of Chromebooks and other supplies with that type of money. They start to wear you down. Dave McGowan, have you heard any progress made? None whatsoever. Um, and I should tell you, you know, we, we reported last week that yes, the, the lawyers for for the Providence slash state side have made now a mil have been paid a million dollars, most of it, more than eight hundred and ninety-nine thousand of it going towards these contract negotiations. And here's the thing: you nailed the quote here. Look, Mary Beth Calabro and union negotiators are very intelligent, right? That quote is yep. exactly what you want the public to see, right? You want the public to say, boy, they care about the books and they care about the Chromebooks. 
that was a strategic quote. And, you know, you could argue with me, you say, well, should you have printed it? it it's a legitimate quote. It's a, it's a fine, you know, you, you got to go to them for a quote. And that's what she said. Um, the thing is, is that, you know, you see these numbers and by the way, you know, if you talk to anyone in the state, any talk to any municipality, talk to any chief executive, everyone for the most part has been through some heated labor negotiation. All of them would say never paid even close to a million, they never paid close to probably half a million dollars, you know, for, for, for outside lawyers. And the only thing I could think here is, and this is a legitimate point is if you are, if you're the state, you want to have a the top-notch lawyer. Since Adler Pollock, there's you know probably the best-known law firm in the state. You want to have them from day one until the end day, right? So they bring them on to, to help take to you know craft the law that takes over the state or craft the policy that takes over the the, the, the city, um, and then you have them at the table throughout negotiations. And the reason why you do that is because. When you eventually do end up in court, when you do make that big unilateral change, now you don't have to hire a law firm that has to, you know, get on the ground training or on the job training, yep. right? That's the argument. But boy, I talked to a lot of people in Providence in particular, a lot of, you know, Alors administration types are looking at this and saying, God, you know, we know we couldn't get anything done, but at least we didn't spend a million dollars doing it. That's right. And Bob Brooks is a fantastic a- attorney. Yeah. You know, it just reminds me of Dan McGowan. Again, folks, it's uh, the John Petro Show speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Right now on Netflix, it's very popular. I've seen it, The Queen's yeah. Gambit. And uh, because of that, um, it's, you know, chess right now was very popular. And my people are kind of locked down. And and I used to play it. I, I, because of that, I, I actually have actually started playing again online. And I play different people than you play the computer. But to me... If anyone wonders about the unions, especially the teachers unions, they are chess players. They are. This is not a game of checkers. They are. If you make one wrong move, they know, you know, it goes rook to queen four. I mean, they are just there's no one better at it. And right now, this would have to be something dramatic because I don't see them doing anything. And Calabro and company, plus they have the evergreen situation, plus you have the lockdown the state, I'll tell you, Dan McGowan, the state has really everything going against it right now. And the, this is going to be two years in the spring since that John Hopkins report. Yeah, I mean, you know, the thing is, is that you, you st- there, there's a part of you that says, and I think it's fair, is you say, well, a pandemic got in the way of this. And so I get it to some degree. I get, okay, the state hasn't really done very much. There is part of that. But the one thing you could get done, and the one thing that the pandemic has actually not gotten really in the way of are these negotiations. They've had negotiations yeah. throughout and they have gotten You're nowhere right. with them. Now it's hard. You're right. I mean, the, 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 the labor organized labor, exactly right. When it comes to contract negotiations is playing chess. And the truth is it's very hard to find anybody out there who, you know, who can really give strong management advice. It's why you go to these lawyers yeah. and, and you named it, but Bob Brooks is one of the best lawyers in the state, particularly on labor issues, but it's a hard thing. Who do you go? I mean, what, what mayor or what former mayor or what former finance director do you go to to say, boy, you really knew how to, you know, negotiate. There aren't that many out there. Um, and, and so I, I think it is, I, I, I think the unions, as you have said all along, it, the unions play a long game here. They know, 
the, you oh, know, yeah. the governor could be gone next week for all we know. And, 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 and yep. the commissioner, you know, potentially follows right after that. And I, I think it's, it's, it's a tough situation, by the way, you know, in that event, and I'm just, you know, speculating here, we all think, boy, if Dan McKee were to slip in and become the governor for a little while, you know, he's, he tends to be very pro charter school. He, you know, has a reputation for taking on the unions to some degree. But let me tell you something. If Dan McKee becomes the governor for a year and a half, two years, the last thing on his mind is going to be fighting with the Providence Teachers Union, right? That's not going to become exactly a priority. Right. He's going to, you know. Not at all. Right. For what? Why would you ever do that? It's not your, it's not no your battle. So this is, this is no. tough. I, I think the, I think Rhode Island and, and Providence has a real, I, I think they're up against it right now. And, and I don't know where, where the solution comes from, except that I do believe it will at some point end up maybe next spring in court some, uh, somewhere. Yeah. And if you're Dan McKee, if you, you blame Alorsa, Mayor Alorsa, and you blame <laughs> Gina Raimondo and just give them what they want. Folks, quick break. There's some uh, tremendous stories in the Globe. Again, Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe won the John DePietro Show, and it's all ahead next. Ever in an accident, someone hits your vehicle, it's damaged in some way, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Folks, as you're riding along, you just never know. You could be dealing with a drunk driver, someone not paying attention. How about the people texting and driving? If you ever damage your vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. Several reasons. One, they'll handle everything for you. Two, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. And three, they'll make your car. It'll look like it just rolled out of the showroom. West Fountain Auto Body. Call them, 401 272 3340. Did someone damage your vehicle? Whether it's a small fender bender or nearly total vehicle, West Fountain will restore your vehicle, get it back on the road. Call them today, 401-272-3340. And remember, if you're having an accident, first thing you want to do, call the police, fill out a police report. If the tow truck shows up, tell them, let's get this vehicle over to West Fountain, 401-272-3340. Attention business owners. In today's world, customers judge you by your website. And for most people, their first introduction to your business or company is your website. Karen Etchells at InnoVest is here to help. Give her a call at 401-321-2799. Hey, now it's 2020. You got to freshen up that old website design that Al Gore invented. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional and she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. R.E. Coogan Heating. Call Coogs today. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable. Remember, whether it's plumbing, heating, or cooling, residential services, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone, they say. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Call them today at 401-732-6562. 401-732-6562. It's R.E. Coogan and Heating. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable, 
from plumbing, heating, and cooling. From winter to summer, the trained technicians provide 100% service, one customer at a time. From service calls to maintenance agreements to installation, RE Coogan Heating, proud to help residential customers. They pride themselves. They make customer service and satisfaction a top priority. As they say, as Coog says, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. RE Coogan and Heating. Call them today, 401-732-6562, 401-732-6562. It's Coogs. It's R.E. Coogan and Heating. We're speaking with Donna Perry of the Sun Chronicle. Now, yesterday, uh, it was a big day. Uh, boy, they made a huge deal of it, by the way. I've never, yeah. I don't, do you ever remember the Electoral College? Ever such a big deal. T- Live coverage. Talk about so a tedious now, process. It, it is. And then in the middle of that, the yes. um, the big news, Bill, well, uh, uh, Barr, Attorney Barr, um, Attorney General, he did resign yesterday. W- what are your thoughts on that, Donna Perry? Well, so a couple of and things. I, yep, go ahead. Before you do that, I do want to set it up just for people to understand. Um. I I think the way this whole thing with Hunter Biden has kind of the I can see where the Trump people are upset because after now the election, you know, they did reveal he is, in fact, under, uh, you know, federal tax investigation. I where I think this is complicated a little bit is the Justice Department said they don't want to interfere, interfere in investigation. However, they did allow Vice President Biden to be on the stage saying all this talk about the sun and everything is completely foolish. Yeah. And then we it turns out that it may not be everything. We we don't know if it's everything they were saying, but it wasn't foolish that he is, in fact, being investigated. And it's been going on for a while. So when you say we don't want to interfere with an election, you could you could make the argument there's silence yes. interfered <clears throat> in the investigation. Well, well, so, yeah. Go ahead. I, I agree. I mean, I think Barr's approach with all this has is has been complicated, and um, and it and I can see where Trump almost felt kind of wounded by it because by other measurements they've been pretty close. Um, and I think the fact here's the other thing. I think the fact that Barr so decisively weighed in right after the Mueller report, and and then right. it was highly highly criticized, raked over the coals by the media, saying that he kind of positioned the outcome of the report because it was not definitive, as we know, and and sort of said it cleared Trump. And then they, you know, they went after him for that. If you were Trump, you would look at this and say, since 2018, your the Justice Department has been looking into this guy. And I, I um, so I think it's complicated for a guy like Barr. He is, though, a career Washington guy, served under Bush. He's, you know what I mean? He's kind of a creature of that. He, in, he clearly thought he was trying to toe the right line. He, he perhaps felt that he just wanted the Hunter thing separate. And by the way, it, it, the origin of it is kind of an IRS investigation, as, as I understand it. So... I don't know. You know, I, I, I can see where it ended up feeling like a double wound to Trump. That's I and I think he is a kind of a he, he just I think that's kind of how it's come out between the two of them. You know, um, I also, though, know that J.D. technically and we've seen this to say about election interference. And I think 
the way the FBI's thing with Hillary's emails on the eve of the 2016 election, that kind of hung over Biden's, uh, you know, um, Barr's head a little bit. I mean, so when he decided that he would just keep that really separate, um, but again, and then weighed in pretty um, definitively on the Mueller probe, but that was a published final investigation. And I think Trump maybe doesn't understand quite, you know, square that down. You know what I mean? Like, I think Barr had a right to comment on a published final report. And that was the special counsel's thing. So um, I also think, to be fair, that Barr wrote a very respectful, detailed letter that he hopes gets, you know, news pickup. Um, Obviously, you're not going to get that from like New York Times. But Barr talked about why he felt um, some of the hallmarks of what he tried to contribute with Trump have been important. Some of them have been about religious liberty. Um, There's been other areas that they have really tried to, um, you know, and I think he was trying to be loyal to Trump about the immigration policies that can get very complicated, complex, they're not so cut and dry. So um, I think all in all, William Barr in a very difficult job with, let's face it, a a very difficult president to serve. Uh, I think the conservatives would be wrong to then make, you know, a big enemy with Barr. I I think it's, it's just been a very hard relationship for him. Yeah, no, it, it has been. And at the same time, um, I, I think it is disingenuous that that uh, the media, they, they ignored the Hunter Biden story and then suddenly they were all reporting on the Hunter Biden story because, let's face it, it, it is that is news. That is certainly yes. a, a, a warranted news story. And I think at this point, the, the Trump people are just very, very frustrated at uh, the lack of coverage on that. I want to move into um, and again, folks, with, with Donna Perry, columnist for The Sun Chronicle. Uh, I want to move into some of the the quarantine news, which is a lot of it, yeah, and a big part of it. And just your thought, boy, that was um, what a ten day period for Governor Armando, which I had kind of said, yeah. you know, one one journalist was saying, you know, she really enjoys her job and so forth, and you know, again, the heroes from May have become <laughs> right. now the uh, targets of the crowds in December. Where I mean, it really is remarkable, whether it's Baker or Gavin Newsom or Cuomo, and now the governor, where you know, back in May, is they would, as we've talked about, they would talk about you know Cuomo should be top of the ticket instead of Biden, and um, yeah, and all of these accolades, and suddenly it's December and you have, it's like in um, son of Frankenstein, you know Frankenstein where they're all outside with the pitchforks and the the angry mob, but Governor Mundo is now quarantined, and it started last Thursday. I, I thought that was lack of a better word, but a little cute that that I noticed that her direct administration, Brett Smiley, was not on the stage. This is the week that Rhode Island, number one in the world in COVID. Right. And then at 3.30, they put out a press release saying that he had, in fact, contacted, mm. so was quarantined. Could have been done during the press briefing. I can't, not me, but just anybody, raise your hand. Hey, how come so-and-so is not right. here because he's not standing there? But anyhow, and then... Friday night, she went to the now very famous Paint and Wine at, at Barnaby's, yes. but um, a place downtown. And Donna Perry, that to me, I want to start with that. That's a good example of, now, like, technically, she was following the guidance, which is, it was still early in the night. I think she was there around 8 o'clock at night. Mm. Kind of, in some way, it was a nice thing. Her and her husband stopped by, had a glass of wine. But in this atmosphere, the photo of her, right. 
inside glass of wine, no mask, take it off to have the wine, just rocketed in, and it just shows the bubbling anger, I think, under the surface. Now fast forward, the next night, Saturday night, Dr. Scott, she's now has come down with COVID. Right. This was after the governor was lecturing everyone on Thursday, and now the governor Ramondo right. was quarantining. What are some of your thoughts? Well, on this? First of all, the the words "talk about reversal of fortune" comes to yeah. mind about Gina Ramondo, just as a career person. I mean, you go from being possibly named to a cabinet position and yes. in charge of a like a gazillion dollar you know, thing where she would have been whisked around Washington in limos. Um, you go from that to now, um, which I note also included her having to be in like in a car in the mask voting at the Electoral College. Don't get that in any way, <laughs> which then it just infuriates people yeah. more that say, I thought you're supposed to be home court. But, but that's the thing. Like, so now is now. And um, you're right. And I think is she is like a lot of these governors. I mean, she's she does know there is um, the resentment, the frustration. And, and you're right, John, now the full blown anger of the public is, I think, what you're you're seeing that uh, up in mass, too. And I think for yeah. Ramondo uh, at this point, I mean, talk about horrible timing, too, for both her. And by the way, Dr. Scott. At the moment, the vaccine has arrived in Rhode Island. She technically That's can't right. even be supervising this like big moment of moments, um, which That's I right. find is even more uh, unfortunate. Um, I would hope, you know, Ramondo is they're all young and healthy. And I think they're saying that, you know, they don't have symptoms. Ramondo, I know, is just in a kind of a contact tracing quarantine. Is that kind of yes. the deal? Yeah. She's saying she has right. no symptoms. And they have a right to take advantage of the new. Well, this is an example why the quarantines have always been too long. I mean, I would think in what, seven days she's should be and yes. she's halfway through it. But I just think that uh, when you talk about the paint and wine um, evening that they had, um, you know, like you say, I mean, it takes that simple. There's a quick photo and she's she was trying to show support, I think, for like a business. Yes. That's what her intention was good. But look how quickly you can get into trouble. And then there was the shot of oh. her. I mean, there was a photo I caught on that that you I think you had that partly she. I have it on right, my website. I, there are several. Yeah, she, she has. But she has the mask on, on to but, be fair. And then she's drinking yeah. wine. It's off. But then and then this is part of the nonsense, John, where they're trying to micromanage people eating and drinking and then put the mask back on. Um, and, and, but, but like we say, if they're the ones making these decrees, you're going to get yeah. a furious public now we're 10 months yeah. in and to say, oh, but then there you are. So, um, you know, this, well, it was also, I just want to also set up that I, that it really wasn't that crowded. Okay. It was a small yeah. gathering. It was a very nice gesture on behalf of her and the first gentleman stop by, you walk yeah. in. You, you kind of, you know, scour the room, maybe even though someone there ahead of time. You don't see. It's not that crowded. You don't have me sitting right, in the right. corner. You kind of think it may be safe Relax. or something like that. Yeah. Someone like me is what I mean. And then in the person that took it and posted it didn't even, I don't think they realized. They were just like, the hey, governor's you know, here. Yeah. kind of one of those things. You're there. And the governor pops by. And it was just at the moment that she had taken the mask off and then the wine sitting in front of her. Just that that. Yeah. moment and then snapped it but what it also showed me down at perry before we take a quick break is 
people are very confused because people here were some of the things, you know, you're supposed to be home. Well, technically, they say home by 10 right. o'clock. They the don't pause, want to go out a yeah. lot, but, but restaurants are open. Um, she's in, she doesn't have a mask on. Well, they've said if you're inside in the restaurant, it was very reduced. It was not a crowded event that you, you can take it off for eating and drinking purposes. But nonetheless, after the protest in June, I would think that maybe they would have learned their lesson that she cannot be seen out in public with no. a mask on. And in that one moment of unguarded, took it off, right. felt safe. Wasn't paparazzi. We're not talking like you know TMZ is right. outside. Just someone casually right now in yes. 2020. If you're her, you can't be outside without or like you know what I mean in public right. without a mask. Because in that one second, someone snapped it, posted it, and boom, it just resulted. I I received the the photo from people, some people that I literally have not seen in <laughs> ten years. Well, it sabotaged. So, and in a second, you're totally right. It sabotaged the good intention she was trying to convey. Yes. Um, Yeah. Yep. Quick break, folks. A lot more Donna Perry Sun Chronicle right here on the John DePietro Show. This winter, you can depend on Henry Oil. Call them today. Four zero one. 521-0200. Five two one zero two hundred. Make Henry Oil make the switch. Make Henry Oil your reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery company. 401-521-0200. Residential, commercial, fuel oil delivery, fuel oil, diesel, gasoline, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. It's Henry Oil, serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Call them today, 401-521-0200. Remember, with Henry Oil, automatic delivery, budget plans, service contracts, lock and cap pricing. Check out their website, henryoil.com, or call them today, 401-521-0200. Henry Oil. Since 1947, they have a great family history, and they are just terrific. You can depend on Carmine and Lori and the great folks at Henry Oil. Call them today, 401-521-0200. Check them out online at henryoil.com. Residential and commercial fuel oil delivery service contracts, budget plans, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. Serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass, it's Henry Oil. Call them 401-521-0200 this winter. I'm asking you to switch to Henry Oil online at henryoil.com. We're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. I love this story. You wrote Latino doctor, first person in Rhode Island to get the COVID-19 vaccine. And now he wants to be an example for his community. Take us inside this uh, in what was an historic uh, day. In yeah, this was a, you know, John, I'm not a, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't get chills when I'm covering stories very often. I'm not that emotional of a person, but when you're sitting in the room watching the first person get this vaccine, it was, it was a cool sight to see. And this doctor, uh, and I'm going to butcher his last name, Christian, I believe it's Arbuez. Um, you know, such a good story. He, he, he's a guy, here's a guy who moves here from with his family from Columbia when he's 10 years old, moves to Texas first in his family to go to college. And he, he, I walked into to the Lifespan building or Rhode Island Hospital the other day and we start talking and I could tell 
you know, for a guy who he, he knew, right? He, of course, knew he was going to be the first one. He was nervous. He was nervous. He was uh, he wanted to make sure that he had the right message, you know, for a community that has been particularly hardly hit a uh, hard hit. Right. You and I have talked about it. There are weeks in, including the most recent weeks where Latino Hispanics are, are more are three and sometimes two and three times more likely to be getting uh, testing positive than the white population or than the black population in, in Rhode Island. Um, Latinos have been incredibly hard, hard hit. And the challenge is, is that all sort of public polling and, and certainly anecdotal evidence suggests that uh, they're also the least trusting of, of getting the vaccine, right? Um, and this is something that, that the doctor was particularly nervous about. He was excited uh, to, you know, to be that first person. And what I got to do, we were talking just before I got, I mean, literally 10 minutes before he got the shot in his arm. And he starts telling me about how, you know, he talked to his mother today and she was nervous about it. And so he literally, and it all aired live on television, he gets the shot, he, you know, everybody claps, does the thing. And he's walking by me and I was like, hey, any chance I could talk to your mother? Uh, and he's like, yeah, come with me. And so we called his mother right on the spot. And, wow. and uh, you know, and, and she, she spoke, she mostly spoke Spanish, but uh, was, uh, you know, she, she admitted, she said, I had to, I said a prayer for him. I was nervous. Uh, she didn't realize that he was on uh, MSNBC live getting the the shot. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it was it was it was a really it was one of those days that you're kind of proud to be a reporter. Uh, you know, we, we we try not to root for people, but you do. You know, you of course, in the case of public health, you do want this vaccine to work out. Uh, and so it was it was a nice day, and it ended up I think landed on the front page of the paper. So that was cool too. It was no, you had the front page. Dean McGowan, is that something that they are concerned about in places like Central Falls, in the Latino community? Are there many people, because I know he was kind of like, you know, please get the vaccine. Are they fearful that some of the people are afraid and are hesitant to get this vaccine? Well, I think they were very slow to um, recognize the, 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 how bad it could be, right? Remember, just remember a couple of months ago, um, I did a story, I think you and I talked about it, I'm sure, but uh, Sabina Matos, uh, the council president in Providence, she's Dominican. Yes. I remember she, she you know, goes on a, a, a local Latino radio show and she's getting yep. questions about, you know, this isn't, this isn't that big of a deal or whatever. And she was saying, no, you guys, like th- this is, it's not that you can't get it or it's not that it's not going to be bad. This is really, really bad. And I remember her kind of, she was the first person that really dawned on me, you know, that, that in her community, there was just, they were very slow to realize how bad it could be. And then, you know, I think there's always, I think in the Latino community, there's always at least some level of, um, you know, distrust for your government. Remember, if you're coming from the Dominican, yeah. if you're coming from Guatemala, places like that, you know, you, you're used to, unfortunately, you're used to corruption in your government. Um, it, it, you have good reason to not trust things. And so I think there, I think all of that weighs in. And then of course, I, I think honestly, the language barrier, you know, pl- plays a, a major role to it. And so sure. I think that they're all contributing factors, but there's no question. I mean, this seems to be a problem everywhere. You see lots and lots of stories across the country where uh, Latino and, and the black population too are, are, are pretty distrusting and, and are much more nervous about it, I think, than the white population. Folks, we're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe, and there's another story 
uh, in the Globe that about uh, Central Falls Mayor Jane Diosa. And I'll tell you, Tim McGowan, I don't remember the last time. I don't know if Central Falls has ever had someone, not that I can remember, who is so highly uh, regarded. And there's a, a big story about he's eyeing the run for lieutenant governor. And he's one of those people. I don't know a lot about him. I learned a lot about him by reading it. But Boy, he seems to be um, highly, highly regarded. Yeah, he's very highly regarded in the party. He's somebody who, um, you know, you've seen a million of these folks over the years. Uh, He has very strategically and, uh, you know, kind of crafted his image, I think, over the last couple of years, uh, really over the last six or seven years, Um, you know, uh, had smart people around him, was very quick and early uh, to embrace David Cicilline. And David Cicilline has been kind of a mentor of his. Um, you know, he's had lots of the kind of the political operatives who, um, you know, the Matt Jerzyks of the world, folks like that, who are very kind of tied to him um, and who've helped him over the years. Remember, he's a very young guy, you know, he's in his early 30s. So he's not, yeah. um, you know, he certainly has a, a long career ahead of him. Um, and you know what? It's a it's an interesting story. Look, you, you were able to you're the mayor after the city, you know, goes bankrupt. So you, you got to you know you almost couldn't get worse. Right. And he's able to, you know, bring things back to some degree. And now as he's finishing it out, he's, you know, got an even bigger challenge, which is the pandemic. And he's, um, you know, he's tried to lead through that as as best he can. I think he's seen as somebody who is, um, you know, just I, I think he's seen as a rising star. Remember, he was one of the electors um, the other day for, uh, uh, you know, for Joe Biden. So, he, you know, he had that role there, too. Um, interesting situation, though, he, you know, he, he's. He is a chief executive. He is certainly a liberal. He is not as progressive as the guy he may end up running against, which is Aaron Regenberg. So it sets off kind of a, a an interesting challenge within the, the Democratic Party of these young guys who probably, I mean, let's be honest, Aaron Regenberg and James Diosa are probably going to be two people who we're going to be hearing about for another generation because young men in their 30s. Yep. So, so uh, that could be a really interesting primary if it actually shakes out. Now, folks, also, uh, I, I'd be remiss, Dan McGowan, I love the fact that you pointed out in Roadmap about God, Sham God. I, um, he was a phenomenal player for the Friars. He, if I remember, he just he way went too early, way yep. too early. He should have just stayed his, at least a senior year. I saw him. I was in, um, I was living in New York at the time. I was in the garden when they went down, and he was uh, part of the team, I believe, that won the Big East mm-hmm. tournament yep. that time. That, yeah that team but um but tell us some um, you really like the piece yeah this God is that, that website the players tribune which is uh you know not it's yep. funded by derek jeter actually but uh um and they do these really interesting uh uh stories and sometimes they're a little bit much but they they do these things where the the uh player or the athlete kind of uh either writes a letter to his younger self and it's kind of gimmicky but it you know you talk about all you've gone through and in this case it was very much kind of a straight story about a kid, look, God, Sham God grew up in tough times, right? Grew up in Brooklyn, moves to Harlem. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it is, he talks about, I mean, the, the way the story leads off is he remembers walking to school and like a, a homeless guy robbing he and his sisters of, of the burgers they bought, you know, so they could eat lunch or breakfast, actually. <laughs> and, and he, you know, that's like his, his uh, lasting memory for him. Uh, and then you know, yeah, he he you know, has a great basketball career. Becomes, by the way, it, it, he while he never had a major NBA career, 
um, is a culture icon because of the way because of his dribbling. He was he's a fascinating dribbler. Um, and, and yeah, and then was. comes to PC, stays two years, leads PC to the Elite Eight that year. Uh, oh. But admits he admits even now he should have stayed an extra year. I'll tell you a funny story, John. He when when I got to Channel Twelve six or seven years ago, one of the first stories that I that I ever reported was it, completely meaningless. But I um, I'm at the police station and I'm going through police reports and I see the name God Shamgod and I'm a basketball fan, so I know God Shamgod. And sure enough, God Shamgod was yeah. when he was a, a grad assistant at PC or an assistant at PC. His house got broken into. And and somebody stole, you know, a bunch of just stuff, you know, typical stuff, your your Xbox, things like that. Um, and it, it turned out to be, the, you know, a good story for me because, uh, again, I know that he's this former PC basketball star. Um, and and uh, before he left PC to go to the Dallas Mavericks, which is where he is now, uh, I remember I got to, to talk to him about it and I, I kind of apologized to say, hey, I didn't mean to, you know, put you on blast there, but it was obviously newsworthy. And but what a great guy and uh, um, and what a great story. Again, it's in the Players Tribune. Uh, if you have 10 minutes, go look it up. It's it's everywhere right now, and it is totally worth your read. That picture of him and Stefan Marbury. Biggie right. Small. Wow, that is big. And Starberry was a legendary, legendary. player in New York, known as uh, – even then, That's he right. was known as, as Starberry yeah. instead yeah. of uh, Marbury. Yeah, yeah. Well, as a kid. Yeah, no, these guys, they were legends when, you know, when they were still in, uh, in grammar school. Folks, uh, each day I start my day with a, uh email from Dan McGowan in the Boston Globe. Dan, I would like to extend yes, that and gift. and it's a others. gift that you can give over and over because it's free. And uh, uh, if you just send yeah. me a blank email, all you have to do, just send the email to rinews at globe.com, rinews at globe.com. Uh, you, you'll start getting it first thing tomorrow morning. And what it is, takes you five minutes to read you're going to have new stuff at the top right today we're previewing the jeff Britt trial a couple of interesting questions to ask so you get new reporting or new analysis then you get all the stories we're talking about we have that uh um god sham god story in there but all the stories that we've done over the last couple of days and then just a rundown of what's happening today today house the house is going to pass the budget uh likely the state budget so we'll see that um, and it's the easiest thing. You get it in your mailbox every day before 8 a.m. Uh, rinews at globe.com, and you'll start getting it first thing tomorrow. Folks, he's Dan McGowan. Dan, great job.